is back on the rise. Soldiers in the Delta kept it alive. Time to stand up, take our place in the sun. Understand the time and what must be done. Mississippi, I'm on the move. Mississippi. Mississippi, Mississippi, on the move. Mississippi, sip, uh. Gotta make a move and take control. Have something we can call our own. So shine your light, help the people see that now is the time for us to be free. And if you're waiting on the pine of the sky, you better wake up fast. They told you a lie, cause big fields are waiting for wide awake, man. Elijah's got the master. Mississippi, on the move. Mississippi. Mississippi. Mississippi on the move. Mississippi. Injustice, we've had enough. All of our divisions, we're breaking up. Destiny has been calling us. The spirit of the Most High is guiding us. Uh, see, the time is now. What you waiting on? Quit shooting your brothers. Put your gun down. Come on. They got a cage waiting for you if you keep that up. Early graves coming to you. From that, can't raise you up. Now, Sister Ida B and Fanny Lou, check them out and you'll know what to do. But if you really want your enemy to be alarmed, read the final call. Follow Farrakhan. Mississippi on the Mississippi, 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 on the move. Mississippi, on the move. Mississippi, on the move. Mississippi, Mississippi, Mississippi on the moon. And I salam alaikum, peace be unto you, and welcome to yet another edition of the Mississippi on the Move podcast. Let us begin in the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful. We bear witness to the oneness of God. We bear witness to the oneness of his prophets. We bear witness to the oneness of the messages that were revealed through those servants of Almighty God. We refer to him by the proper name, Allah, and that is certainly not to dismiss 
any other righteous name or attribute by which the divine creator is known. We know that some call him Jah or Jah, excuse me. Some call him Jehovah. Some call him Yahweh. We honor and respect all of the righteous names by which the divine creator is known. Please allow us to greet you with the greeting words of peace. Assalamu alaikum. That simply means may peace be unto you. I am your brother, Abdul Shaheed Muhammad. And I'm your brother, Kenneth Muhammad. And we are back in the saddle. Brother Kennedy, you know, he'd be on location, man. The brothers be <laughs> he moving and shaking around here. And I'm certainly excited about uh, what we got coming down the pike. And my brother got some irons in the fire, so to speak. And we have some irons in the fire. And we certainly want to make sure that uh, we uh, monitor and make those events that we have in the funnel coming up uh, successful. Of course, we're going to get right to it, Brother Kenneth, man. Tonight, we got an exciting program. We have a very, very special guest that will be at us at about half after the hour, student minister Abram Muhammad. He is the student minister and representative of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in the city of Jackson, Mississippi at Muhammad Mosque 78 down there in Jackson. You know where the water crisis is going on, and it's what we're going to cover again today. We covered it last week. And we're going to get a view from ground zero and ground zero being somebody that's on the ground that knows exactly what's going on. And that is our brother, brother Abram. Brother Kenneth, man, you want to jump on these axioms, man, and, you know, kind of get a people what we always give them, let them know that uh, we want to stay in line because we want to be, we want to invite you to a, to a call in. And our call in number is uh, of course, nine, Zero one eight seven seven four four seven eight, and we're going to start using that a bit more frequently on the call because we want to hear from you, our listening audience, and and uh, allow you to share your thoughts. Of course, if you're logged on to the Podbean app, uh, you can share your thoughts via comments, and I can see them where I am, and I will be more than happy to respond or read them to the listening audience and respond to uh, your comments if you desire to type them in. But I'm going to start with the first one that is from the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who says to us, he who gives you the diameter of your knowledge prescribes for you the circumference of your activity. We're going to keep that in mind, okay? And the second one that he gives us is the definition of a slave. And a slave is one whose power and authority is ruled over by another and whose sphere of freedom is limited according to the wishes of his master. And we also have one by Carter G. Woodson. And it's a quote from his seminal work, The Miseducation of the Negro. And it says, when you control a man's thinking, you do not have to worry about his actions. You do not have to tell him to go here or yonder. He will find his proper place and will stay in it. You do not need to send him to the back door. He will go without being told. In fact, if there's not a back door, he will cut one for his special benefit. His education makes it necessary. And our last axiom is a quote from Victor Hugo that Dr. Martin Luther King used in 1967 in his treatise, Crisis in American Cities, where he says, if the soul is left in darkness, sins will be committed. The guilty one is he is not he who commits the sin, but he who causes the darkness. Yes, and those are very important, especially in light of recent events. Unfortunately, in my hometown of Memphis, Tennessee, um, I'm sure you all have heard. And before I go there, let me first, first, first 
thank our listeners as they log on. You all have been faithful coming on. Uh, of course, Sister Patsy, she's always on. Thank you for tuning in, Sister Patsy. And we have listeners that choose not to log on, and we're getting great feedback uh, in terms of uh, the uh, the information that we disseminate from this podcast and the sound all the way from there. I'm getting where they're like, man, you sound like you're on the radio. Well, we want to do things <clears throat> decent and in order, and we want to produce for you a good uh, product. So, uh, and that's what it is with the Mississippi on the Move podcast. So thank you, listeners, as you come on. Shout out to, of course, all of our satellite and our sister locations down in Mississippi, starting all the way down to Hattiesburg, our student minister, Kazim, down there. Assalamu alaikum, sir, and we're moving up to the brother that's going to be our guest for tonight in Jackson, Mississippi, student minister Abram Muhammad. Coming further up north on over to Greenwood, Mississippi, brother Basil, student minister Basil Muhammad, and going back over to the western part, uh, student minister Larry Muhammad in Greenville, Mississippi. And, of course, well, we are at the top in the northern end of the state in Holly Springs, Mississippi. Yours truly and my brother and friend, brother Kenneth Muhammad. Uh, announcements, brother Kenneth. Yes, sir. Of course, October is coming up, man, so we want to be on the lookout for the Holy Day of Atonement. So those of us uh, in Holly Springs and, of course, throughout the state and, of course, all around the country, uh, keep your ears open. The Holy Day of Atonement, that is the commemoration of the Million Man March that took place in 1995. And, of course, every year around the 16th of October, we commemorate that Holy Day of Atonement wherein we want to fast and pray and atone for our offense of one another, first our offense to our creator. And boy, we need some atonement this year. And of course, coming up in November, you all, the early part, around the first week, as a matter of fact, we're looking at November the 5th in particular, the Prison Reform Gala. We may have some other events surrounding that centerpiece, but definitely the Prison Reform Gala. And Brother Kenneth, tell us a little bit about that one, man. Well, Brother Shaheed, uh, what we're doing, this will be the fourth annual, and uh, for some reason my microphone seems like it's got an echo in. I hope I'm being heard. Yeah, but the fourth out. annual Prison Reform Gala, this was something that was started. This was something that was started in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Muhammad's Mosque number 60, uh, under the leadership at that time, uh, student minister Abdul Majid Muhammad, who has transitioned, has been uh, kept alive uh, by student minister brother Samuel X, the uh, student captain Andre Muhammad, and his uh, student prison reform minister uh, brother Eric Muhammad. And this year, uh, we wanted to to move it from Nashville and bring it down to the great state of Mississippi, and so that the entire nation can come down and see um, our beautiful, beautiful people who sometimes get a bad rep. And we're also taking this particular opportunity at the fourth annual Gala to commemorate and honor a man that has been doing a particular job for over 30 years, 32 years to be exact. It's the Honorable Minister Farrakhan's Student National Prison Reform Minister, Abdullah Muhammad. And Islam, we're not going to wait until a person has moved on and then stand up and and cry those crocodile tears and then say, uh, you know, flowery words about them. We like to give the flowers while we're alive. Flowers while you live. So this brother here who has a heart for the uh, oppressed, a heart for those who are 
incarcerated who traveled all over the United States are going into prisons uh, that he's able to get into. We want to just show him uh, our thanks and let him know how much we love and appreciate him. So that weekend uh, starts on Friday, Saturday, then Sunday. Uh, We're going to make a weekend out of it, brother. Mm. And what we're going to do is you're going to have to get your tickets. Tickets are going fast. Uh, the tickets are $100 a person. If you want to uh, lock a table down, that'll be uh, $1,000. And you say, man, that's a lot. No, it's not. Because once nope. you once you look at, one, the cause, and then I've been to several of these fundraisers, you get a half of meat, maybe two, three uh, asparagus, uh, <laughs> some tea, the lemonade, and maybe some water, and you spend $250. We're going to have a full regiment of some of the best cuisine that you ever, ever had. We're going to have entertainment, and it's for a worthy cause because the money that we raise uh, through the tickets will help um, not only uh, cover the expense of this event, but also help sponsor other events throughout the region, which includes Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia. Hopefully we can inspire this kind of event all over the nation. But more importantly, it allows us to service the incarcerated uh, brothers and sisters by buying books, by allowing them to have uh, access to religious material, to those who are uh, being released, maybe uh, help them with uh, housing, help them with clothing, and whatever they need. Mm -hmm. All of the money goes into that. So it's a well, well, well worth the event. I think uh, anyone who comes is going to be very, very impressed, please. So you're going to have good company, good entertainment, good food, and it's for a great cause. So come on down to Holly Springs, Mississippi, and participate in the great, great weekend. Uh, we'll give you the information before we leave and so you'll know uh, how to purchase your uh, ticket for the event. Also, if you have a business or you want to make a uh, personal uh, comment or remark, submit a letter. We have a souvenir program that we're going to have ads put in it. And these ads, will, uh, when people come, we're going to give them a uh, souvenir copy. So if you got a business, uh, you can uh, advertise your business. But for all that information, you can uh, give us a call. We'll have the number uh, for you before we leave. Uh, You can look on social media. Uh, You'll see the flyer, 4th Annual Prison Reform Gala, Holly Springs, Mississippi, November the 1st, 2022. Hope to see you there. Man, that sounds exciting, brother, and I'm looking forward to it myself. Uh, We're going to have some people coming in all from around the country now uh, within the Nation of Islam and uh, I'm not going to let the cat out the bag, so to speak, too too prematurely. But uh, the response, as you said to me, brother, has been thus far overwhelming. So you want to get your tickets, brothers and sisters. We're working to heal ourselves. And that quote from Dr. Victor Hugo that I said is very, very relevant because, unfortunately, what happened in Memphis, we had a, a situation where uh, uh, one of our brothers was driving around the city uh Uh, indiscriminately targeting human beings and shooting them. Shot seven people and four, uh, unfortunately, lost their lives. This is the kind of thing that the axiom speaks to if the soul is left in darkness, sins will be committed. Brothers and sisters, we have to take a greater responsibility uh, for what's going on in our households, our personal lives, 
and in our communities, because this is why we say and we are taught that self-improvement is the basis for community development. No community is any better than the people and the institutions uh, that the people run uh, that are in the community. So if we want a better community, we are going to have to improve ourselves personally. And we can't be uh, good for nothing. In other words, improving yourselves just to keep that beautiful improvement to yourself and confined to your own mind and heart. Uh, you know how we used to sing the song in the church? You remember the song, This Little Light of Mine, I'm Gonna Let It Shine? Well, what does that really mean? It means that the light of truth, the light of love, the light of God in us, we have to shine that light so that others' souls will be illuminated and they won't be left in darkness. Uh, unfortunately, that was that was just tragic, man. And unfortunately, today we have people calling in and uh, making false calls regarding active shooters today. So, and of, of course, in the wake of the kidnapping of the young lady, that's still national news. We've made... Uh, national news for two days in a row, man. Yes, that's yeah, that's sad. That's sad, but I don't know what's the bigger crime uh, as I watch the news and listening, and the thing that I love about the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the teachings of the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, it gives us a discerning eye, mm -hmm. and we understand how things can be politicized yes, where sir. we're not minimizing anything what that took place However, Jim Strickland is trying to use that and trying to say this is why he supported truth in sentencing and why you can pick out one or two instances for the most part of the things that he's saying is not true. But what happens, we highlight the, the one or two cases and then we use that and we legislate uh, with a heavy hand. And then those who come in uh, who may be able to be uh, helped and restored, uh, they're not allowed to because they fall up under the legislation that's going to entrap them for the next 51 years of their life. And, and these are the things that we have to be careful of because while emotions are high, the very people who have never had our people's best interest at heart they use our hurt, they use our pain, and then they come out with these heavy-handed, archaic, draconian laws, That's and right. then you look up and our babies are caught up in this system. Uh -huh. And we always pointing the finger at the, the one or two. There's always outliers. But for the most part, we have to ask ourselves if the sins are committed from a soul that has been left in darkness, the guilty one, the one who created that environment of darkness. So let's keep that in mind. Let us grieve. Let us get our emotion out. But let cooler heads prevail when we get to talking about, oh, it's a revolving door down at juvenile court. Uh, they're just going in. Uh, as the mess said, they're getting a slap on the wrist. Well, ask Quinn Sanders if you got a slap on the wrist. Mm. Here's a, a young man riding in the car. Terrible auto accident. Right. Someone lose their life. Should he be uh, locked up for the rest of his life for an instant? Mm. I think not. If all of us was judged like that for something we did at the age of 15, 
an impulsive act, whatever it was, mm-hmm. we wouldn't want to be judged that way. So again, that was something that I heard. And as I heard it, um, it really bothered me because we were using these instances in order trying to legislate across mm-hmm. the board. And sometimes you tie up a compassionate judge's hands who mm-hmm. sees the incident as it is. But when you have these mandatory sentences, yes, like this quote unquote truth and sentencing, mm-hmm. now after you served 15, 20 years, you still got 30 some more years to do. Mm-hmm. And what's the justice in that? That's right. That's right. Brother, that is absolutely right. You know, and I hear them say, and we got a call on line. We're going to get our brother in in just a minute. Um, they're calling for more police, more police. And my mind went to the scripture that reads, brother, except the Lord guard the city, the sentinel guards in vain. So we're not going to police our way out of this problem. We're not going to incarcerate our way out of this problem. We're going to have to look inwardly and and take a more holistic approach and comprehensive approach, I should say, to of the problems that we face. Uh, right now, man, we got a caller that's called in already. I want to go ahead and get our brother on. And uh, caller, are you there? Assalamu alaikum. Well, alaikum salam, sir. How you doing, my brother? Uh, brother, I forgot your name just that quick. You told me when I answered the line. Who's calling from Mars 35, correct? Yes, sir. This is Brother Adolph from Mars 35 in Wilmington, Delaware. Praise be to Allah. Brother Adolph, what's on your mind this evening, man? We are live on the air and the listening audience is hearing you, brother. Well, I was very concerned about what's going on in Jackson, Mississippi. It was very concerning to me because I have a lot of family members and loved ones in the Mississippi, Vicksburg area. and I was just concerned about what's going on and Yes, sir. You don't always like to believe the stuff that you hear on the radio and the news. I'd like to get it straight from the source, from a from a source that I can trust. Oh, my brother. Well, you've tapped in into a source that you certainly can trust because we are duty bound, brother, to bring you accurate and well vetted information. In fact, tonight's guest is uh, uh, student minister Abram Muhammad of Jackson, Mississippi, mosque number 78. And he works in local government there in Jackson, along with the mayor, Chokwe Lumumba. And he will be our guest. He'll be on in about the next six minutes. So, brother, just just stay tuned in. And, uh, of course, tonight's program is a, a ground zero look, a look, a view from ground zero of what's going on in Jackson, Mississippi. And, brother, and I can assure you that, brother Abram, he's going to lay bare the facts uh, as it relates to what's happening down there and where your family members uh, reside. So my brother, look, brother Adolph, man, thank you for calling in, man. You calling in from where again? Didn't you say Wilmington, Delaware? And that is correct. Wilmington, Delaware. Oh, man, brother. Let's give him a round of applause. My brother, thank you. Thank you so much. All praise is due to Allah. Thank yes, you. Brother, thank you for tuning in and thank you for your call. May Allah bless you and your family. All right? All praise is due to Allah. Thank yes, you, sir. Yes, sir. I say alaikum. salam. That was our brother, Brother Adolph, calling in. Man, look, hey, hey, hey. Let's uh, give some more shout-outs. We're going to be going to commercial break in a couple of moments here, right at about 7.27. We expect uh, our brother Abram to be on uh, right at about 7.30. And I want to send shout-outs to those that have uh, tuned in and joined us. As I say, I don't even see Brother Adolph on the board that lets you know that there are people listening outside of the app. 
So we want to thank Brother Marcus for calling in and Brother Samuel. Thank you for tuning in, brother. Of course, my queen, Sister Shahida is on. Sister Audrey is on. Assalamu alaikum, ma'am. And others have uh, tuned in to tonight's uh, podcast. Brother Kenneth, we're going to have a good discussion, brother, because uh, as it stands, they've gotten uh, some of the national institutions involved in the water crisis, quote unquote, fixing the problem. Yes, sir. (laughs) You know, now that national attention and all eyes are on it, you know, everybody is coming in and that's beautiful. That's good. We need to work towards a solution. We don't really have time to be pointing fingers while people need water to just take a bath and to cook. Yes, sir. We can have that discussion later. But we have to take a look at the reality of things going forward. Will Jackson and those municipalities uh, there in Mississippi be left at the mercy of state government to aid and assist when the reality is, and it's real documented, documented that there's been major divestments uh, in those predominantly black communities, which is not happening to predominantly white communities. The, the resources that should be made available to all the cities are not being equitably uh, distributed, brother. So, Well, that is obvious. And Brother Adolph, he had said something about you know, not being sure he could trust what was being out. And to some people that may seem kind of strange, but we know that for the most part, the news, everything here in America, we have to kind of look at it um, with a different particular eye because of their history. And I'm saying that I was reading something, uh, maybe it was a post on the site, I think it's called Memphis Raise Your Expectations. And it's just a group of concerned citizens. And and one individual, I won't use the uh, brother's name, he was just pointing out the difference in the coverage and concern. Uh, but the tragedy that happened to the uh, young woman, which was a tragedy, uh, no doubt, but he was pointing out a couple of days earlier that uh, someone got killed in a black community, body laid out in the streets. And he said he only saw it maybe three three minutes on the news. Mm-hmm. He said it wasn't no uh, all out support and it didn't garner any national attention. All the resources and everything that was uh, used in the one case to solve it in, in uh, a relatively short amount of time compared to the over 75,000 and counting uh, women of color that is missing. Mm-hmm. And I said 75,000 and counting. That's right. That's the, that's bigger than uh, most cities uh, in our state. Uh, yet the outcry uh, is uh, not as loud. The resources seem not to uh, come as heavy. And so he was just highlighting the difference in how certain instances with certain groups of people are covered and handled. And it's a valid point. And I know someone might say, well, y'all just racializing everything. Well, I have to look at it from a black perspective as a black man. That's right. And I, I don't, uh, you know, begrudge you from looking at it from whatever angle you're looking at it. But what we have to do is make sure that the playing field is level. That's right. So when something happens to us, uh, it garners the same kind of support, the same kind of resources, the same kind of coverage and the same kind of solutions Mm -hmm. that we find when it happens in other communities. And that's why when the brother said he wanted to, uh, you know, get another uh, view, a view that he he may feel more comfortable with, 
So again, that highlights, uh, Brother Shahid, the importance of media platforms uh, like Mississippi on the Move and other uh, brothers and sisters who are trying to do whatever they can, wherever they are, to help our people in the protracted struggle for liberation. That's right. Well, Brother Kenneth, we're coming up on the 7.30 hour. Well, man, we're going to uh, uh, busy ourselves by getting ready to take a commercial break before we bring in our brother, Brother Abram Muhammad. He should be on in a minute or two, but we will be right back after these commercial messages. 20 past 12, chilling in the studio, taking over the world. I come in peace. I don't mean you no harm. Worldwide, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download the Final Call Radio app and take us everywhere. On your phone, on your computer, on your tablet, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also log on to finalcall.com and click the listen live button or finalcallradio.com final call final call radio the official voice of the honorable minister louis farrakhan and the nation of islam what's your source for truth in news where do you turn for non-corporate driven news that's fair and balanced Subscribe to the Final Call News, your number one free and independent news source that delivers hard-hitting national and international news coverage of today's political, economic, and social issues. To subscribe to local home delivery, call us at area code 662-252-8999. That's 662-252-8999. Visit our website at www.finalcall.com. The Urban Indulgence Bath and Body Boutique. At Urban Indulgence, we pride ourselves on offering quality, effective skin care. Handcrafted with plant-based skin-loving ingredients, our soaps and body butters will give you luxurious lather and ultimate moisture. Experience the Urban Indulgence at 3314 Poplar Avenue in Memphis, three blocks west of Poplar Plaza, or shop with us online at theurbanindulgence.com, theurbanindulgence.com. And we're back live here at the Mississippi on the Move podcast. Once again, I am your brother, Abdul Shahid Muhammad, and I'm here along with my brother, Kenneth Muhammad. And I think our guest, our special guest, has arrived. He, I see him in the queue here. So we're gonna we're gonna queue him up and get him up and moving. Brother Dr. Abram Muhammad, are you there, sir? Yes, sir, dear brother. Can you hear me? Man, loud and clear. Brothers and sisters, please welcome to the Mississippi on the Move podcast, our dear brother and friend, student minister. Dr. Abram Muhammad, he is the student minister representative of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in the city of Jackson, Mississippi. Brother Abram, I know you're on the move, man. You're a man on the move. I want to give you an opportunity to uh, to bring our audience up to date. But first things first, Brother Abram, introduce yourself, man. I'm, I'm excited about having you on the podcast. 
uh, for the very, very first time, my uh, dear brother out of the great state of Mississippi. And I got that from you, brother. If you would. <laughs> All praises due to Allah. Thank you so much, brother Minister Shaheed and brother Kenneth. Thank you so much for this honor and pleasure of having me on this um, program and on your show. And I want to just say um, before introducing myself that we're so thankful to the both of you for putting on such a quality program that keeps the people not only in your immediate area, but throughout the great state of Mississippi and the whole entire country, to be honest, those that are tuning in as I look at some of the numbers are coming from everywhere. And mm -hmm. I just want to thank you and brother for taking time out of your schedules to keep people informed with the truth, mm -hmm. keep them updated, and just give them information to where they can make their own choices. Yes. So it is a great reflection of our leader, teaching guide, the Honorable Minister Louis Barakan. Yes. And yes. I just want to encourage you all to please keep going in the valence that you all are operating in. And thank you again. Um, to the listening audience, I am uh, Brother Abram Muhammad, um, student minister um, in Jackson, Mississippi of Muhammad Mosque number 78, and for the great state of Mississippi. Um, I've currently been here in this great state for 10 years now, and um, my background goes as far as uh, served uh, two enlistments honorably in the United States Marine Corps, uh, eight and a half years thereafter for uh, law enforcement, uh, worked in the private security sector, um, attended various institutions, but the one I'm most proud of is the Jackson State University, the I love, in which we're here in Memphis now preparing to get ready to take on Tennessee State this Saturday as part of the football team. Um, and um, getting preparation for that, where I served as the communication manager uh, for the coaches' uh, communications for the team. Mm -hmm. um, but my regular job um, is the deputy director for the city of Jackson Parks and Recreation, mm -hmm. and um, currently hold um, PhD in divinity and in criminal justice. Um, with all that being said, none of that is equal to not one letter of being a proud and humble student and follower of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and working in this great work and the redemption work of our people and humanity as a whole. Man, man, look, brother, you got some, you, you ain't walking light there, my brother. Man, those were some impressive credentials and and I'm glad that you shared that information with our listening audience. Brother Abram, I've heard it said, man, that everybody in Abram, I mean, everybody in uh, Jackson knows Brother Abram. It's like everybody knows. <laughs> well, brother, I, I go and with this podcast that this is your platform too, my brother. I want you to know at the outset, and those who are students in the ministry under the leadership of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. So God willing, or inshallah, be it the will of Allah, as we say as Muslims, it's a lot more folk throughout the great state of Mississippi going to know about our brother and friend, student minister, Abram Muhammad. So, brother, let's get to it uh, uh, with the uh, status of what's going on, the status of the water treatment facility and uh, uh, where you all are 
with providing and or, or reestablishing services for the residents. They're over 180,000, as we understand. So, brother, kind of give us a, a thumbnail sketch of uh, where we, uh, what got us to where we are now or wherever you all are now. Yes, sir. And uh, thank you for that question. And and I would like to say in the onslaught that uh, um, just as a disclaimer that the information I would share will be um, that which is uh, known to the public, uh, which you can look up and find at any given time, but we'll try to give um, a little more commentary to it um, without withstanding those things uh, going before the mayor um, that he may uh, not have placed out there just as of yet. But the city of Jackson um, serves as a hub uh, for several surrounding areas um, to where they receive their water as well. And what has taken place, uh, to, just to give you a little backdrop, is that the infrastructure system of the um, O.B. Curtis um, water treatment plant uh, that is uh, stationed in Jackson, um, the road infrastructures and everything else that we have, they're very aged um, infrastructures. Um, infrastructures that have plagued uh, very various mayors in the past um, in whom have all attempted um, to do something in reference to rectifying the situation. It is um, literally millions of dollars um, that it would take um, to bring the infrastructure as a whole online where it needs to be. It's yeah. just the unfortunate thing uh, that it reached its uh, zenith, for a lack of better term, under the administration of Mayor Shokwe Anta Lumumba. Um, the infrastructure, the city of Jackson, the leadership of Jackson has been trying to uh, solicit for assistance uh, for years. Yeah. It is not something that the leadership of the, of the city of Jackson can take care of in and of itself. I think it's important that the people realize that the state capital is in Jackson. The governor's mansion is in Jackson. Um, most of uh, um, laws and everything else that are regulated uh, come from Jackson. And it's often said as Jackson goes, so does the rest of the state. So everybody pays taxes into the state. And so therefore it should be noted that when there's a problem such as this, it should not just be on the shoulders of the leadership of Jackson when it is a state issue. Mm. Water is a quality of life. It is a right to life that all human beings and animals for that matter, just all God's creature needs water, quality water. And so the, uh, the water treatment plant, um, being the aged as it is, the piping aged as they are, um, the whole system being as it is, just reached a zenith in terms of its operational piece. And what happened was it dropped below the PSI levels, uh, which is 87 PSI is what is um, preferred to be uh, or considered to be working properly. And um, it has dropped below that level. When we have experienced uh, extreme cold weather, 
and then it goes to extreme hot, then you're talking about um, strain that is placed on the system and the piping underneath mm -hmm. the infrastructure in itself, uh, mm -hmm. coped with it being aged, has caused several cracks and, and breaks in the line. And mm -hmm. so therefore, it uh, interrupted uh, services to uh, quite many uh, residents of the city of Jackson. And when some of the services were uh, restored, uh, then the quality of some of the water uh, was as such to where it mandated a boil water notice. Mm -hmm. And so when it reached a level that it got almost down to 60 PSI, uh, that's when the mayor um, made a strong appeal uh, mm -hmm. to get the necessary help to come in at that time. And I think it's, it's um, only properly to note that last week uh, he was on a phone call, a phone conversation with the Honorable Minister Louis Barakhan and myself mm -hmm. and was given some guiding principles in which I would um, withhold exactly specifically what was said um, because it was given to him. Um, but he moved out on those principles and those guidance and um, was able to reach out and get in touch with the, uh, the president. And uh, as you all know, the rest of the president declared uh, an emergency here and released some federal funds. And when that took place, then the state stopped coming on board. Mm -hmm. And so now what we have in place in the city now is where the state have came on and um, we thank them for coming. Um, yes, it's their responsibility, but you know, as Muslims, we're still thankful. Yeah. We're thankful that they came. Um, they bought the necessary resources to help get the plant where it needed to be. Um, the governor activated the National Guard okay. where they came in and uh, was passing out bottled waters at various locations in which I had to help coordinate those locations as to where they would be stationed and how mm -hmm. they would um, pass out the watering and um, so on and so forth. And they're still doing that as we speak. Yes, so um, I, it is good to report at this time that mm -hmm. as of today, um, for the past 24 hours, the water plant has been operating at 87 PSI, which is the golden number it needs to get. All right. Uh, well, we ain't going to get them applause just yet. I was about to. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, the gains uh, that was made yesterday um, in the overhead storage tank, uh, they have been able to maintain overnight thus far. Um, okay. Overall, the water production has increased from earlier in the week. And um, the production of 24.1 million gallons yesterday which yeah. is over a 24 hour period ended at midnight. Um, the membrane part of the plant um, produced 14.1 million gallons and the uh, conventional part produced uh, 10 million. Mm -hmm. And so um, with that being said, um, it looks like everything is coming back online the way it needs to be nowhere near out of the water just yet. As mm -hmm. they say, we're out of the woods just yet. Um, uh, we were able to get um, two, of our employees uh, who work at the uh, plant, they were able to get a provisional license um, in terms of being able to do what's needed to be done as far as uh, the treatment uh, um, of the plant and everything there. So there's some uh, positive things that are, uh, that are coming along with the help 
of the federal government and the state in which I want to say once again to your listening audience that it's not like uh, the leadership of Jackson was as such to where uh, they needed to come in and, and save. This is um, a collaboration of resources that should take place anyway, because as citizens, we pay taxes to the state. And this is a and this is a state issue. And since the state is in the United States, that makes it a federal issue as well. Yes, sir. Yes, Yes, sir. sir. Brother Abram, um, first of all, again, it's an honor to have you here, brother. Um, I want to I want to tell you two two points, brother. Uh, One, when you were talking about the uh, collaboration and how it is being, in my opinion, skewed in the national media. Uh, I watched several uh, news programs. There was one on CBS Nightly News, and they had uh, the mayor, and they just asked a question, say, in a city that is a predominantly black and have predominantly black leadership, how has the leadership failed the people so, mm. and I was just, and then it went to commercial just to leave that out there on your mind. Mm. And then when we come back, of course, you know, the mayor is very astute, very articulate, but he got maybe three words out and they, and they just cut the whole interview. Mm-hmm. And so what that showed me along with the other news, because as I'm watching that, I'm replaying the conversation that you had with myself and our brother Shahi uh, when this thing first happened, I was saying, the two not lining up. That's right. And 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 everyone that knows one, everybody in Mississippi know Brother Abram, and then everybody know that he's a straight shooter. Come on. You know, he's going to talk this. I said, well, something ain't jive. So I just sat back, and as I started listening to the mayor, that who's usually the first person they ask, and the question generally is, well, mayor, what do you need? Mm-hmm. But it seems like there was a national media push to one, show that the leadership in Jackson, which is predominantly black, uh, was inadequate Mm -hmm. and that, you know, someone, the federal government had to swoop down and save the day because those who the people, which are predominantly black, voted in were not, quote unquote, cutting the mustard. Mm -hmm. What is your take on that? And and why do you think that was such a heavy slanted reporting Skew reporting, excuse me, of what was actually going on in the city of Jackson, Mississippi. Yes, sir. Very, very excellent question. And I would first answer it um, as this. Um, Why do I think that is? I, I, I think it is the media doing what the media always do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is whenever you have black leadership that is strong, um, mm-hmm. black leadership that is unapologetic for being black and love being black and love its citizens who are black and all of its citizens to include the other 13% that lives in Jackson. Mayor Lumumba is a, is a mayor for all of the people. Um, but it is as he has said before, if, if he lives in a city where 87% of the people are left-handed people, then he has to create jobs that is 87% reflective for left-handed people. So, <laughs> so therefore, when you talk about the media slant, it's just another way of tapping into 
the mindset of those of us who already have self-hatred for ourselves. We don't have any love or real respect for our own self in kind. So therefore, we are very critical of our own leadership. Mm -hmm. And so when you have something that seems to be um, a failing system or a failing structure that happens to take place at this time, and the leadership is black, and now all of a sudden you have federal and state government to come in and everything is back online, it appears if though you don't know how to manage the situation. But I, 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 I would ask the audience to just think about this if you think about it this way. If you're asking, if you're broke down on the side of the road and you um, need to change the tire and you are in need of the necessary equipment that it takes to change the tire and you call and you ask for assistance to come and change the tire and who you call tells you that um, you need to do this in order for me to come and change or you need to do that or we don't feel comfortable with this we don't feel comfortable with that but you call but you call another services to come and service your vehicle and when that company finds out they show up on the scene all of a sudden with the necessary tools to change your tire. Well, I equate that this to the same thing. As I said in the opening session, the mayor and those previously before him has always asked for assistance for the aging infrastructure that Jackson has. It's and it's ironic to me that once the federal government said that they were going to step in and release dollars to do this and that, that which was being withheld the whole time from the state is now all of a sudden available. Ah. So I'm saying that the people should sit back and listen and not be so critical of your own leadership and believing that all of a sudden people who have not been your friend people who has not been in the best interest of you, people who push their own narrative and don't give your own genuine narrative, now all of a sudden their mouth is a prayer book? Come mm -hmm. on. That's we right. cannot keep falling for the same old trick. So, Brother Kenny, to, to answer the question further, the reason why they do it and continue to do it because we continue to still fall for the same trick. Same okay Why change it? Hey, I'm a football guy. As I shared with you, that's what we're here in Memphis for this weekend. Come on now. If I'm running one play, and every time I run this play, I'm getting four or five yards of pop. Why am I change? Why am I looking to change to go to another play? Mm -hmm. When every time I'm running this, I'm getting four or five yards of pop. I'm gonna first down you all the way to the down the field until I get a touchdown. So if we don't change our mindset on what we think of leadership, what we can do, how we can better aid. That's more of the question. How can we better aid? How can we help? Have we sat down and asked the mayor? I mean, he holds almost daily family. I want everybody to listen, please listen. The mayor holds, first of all, before this crisis, a weekly, monthly city briefing. Before the crisis. Before the crisis, Brother Shahid. He does it every Monday. He holds a state of the city, for lack of better terms, 
briefing for the news press. Every news station, everybody is there, and he runs down what is taking place this week, what took place the week before, so on and so forth. Since the crisis, it has nearly been daily. Mm. So my question is, if the man is telling you what's taking place and you don't believe it, are you brother and sister enough to call and ask or mm. to reach out to see what you're hearing from the news station all of a sudden is this, is that? Come on. We can't be so critical. So that's what it is, brother. It's, it's, it's a way of trying to get confidence away from the leadership of Jackson so that the people can start imploding upon themselves. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, they can push their own agenda of what they want to do, which is to really take over the water system of Jackson. Yes, sir. See, a lot of people don't realize oh, I'm sorry. that go ahead. the biggest, sir, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Continue, brother. I was about to bring call it, but go ahead. Okay. That the biggest money producer for a municipality is the water system. The water system brings in more revenue for a municipality than anything else. So when you have something that is the source of not only your city, but several surrounding cities, and you are literally are lurching over like buzzers, waiting for something to die off so you can come and pick the bones, to come in so you can profit off of it, these are the things that we have to be made aware of. Now, this is nothing that the mayor has said to me or nothing that the mayor has said publicly. This is your brother from his observation and knowing how things go based upon listening from the guidance of our teacher, mm -hmm. the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. Yes, we know that when people withhold their hands, they withhold it for a reason. And when they show their hand, they show it for a reason. Yes, sir. Quick question before we bring in a caller, because we had a caller earlier, Adolf, uh, who was concerned about uh, what's happening and he wanted a, a, a good information source, man. He called in before you got on. So we told him to stand by, brother. We got someone that's boots on the ground that can give uh, a clearer picture. But how old are those pipes, brother? I heard you mention earlier, talking about the aging pipes. How old are those pipes uh, uh, that mayors prior to uh, Mayor Lumumba's administration have been complaining and crying out, as the analogy you gave, to come fix the tire? Because this, the taxes go to the state. As I understand it, the state constitution of Mississippi does not allow municipalities to self-tax, to generate revenue, to face these issues. And so the the this the cities are e essentially dependent upon the state to allocate revenues from tax uh, taxes of the citizens that they should give. Am I correct? So how old are those those pipes, brother? On average, on average, you're talking an infrastructure system that is 83 years old. Woo! You're telling me that the pipe on average. The average age of the pipes to the water treatment facility is 83 years old? Throughout the city itself on average. Now, some are as young as uh, two years from, from Mayor Lumuma's administration and those previously who have tried to piecemeal um, those of us in our community. We know what that means. <laughs> but those uh, uh, that have tried to piecemeal 
uh, several pipings together, but the aging infrastructure of it on average, as it was said to me by one civil engineer, uh, is on average 83 years old. Wow. Brother Abel, we got a call on the line, man. We want to get him in. Uh, caller, are you there? Hello, caller, caller. I don't know, he must have went on mute or something, but we had a caller uh, standing by to come on. Uh, hopefully they'll call back because I don't hear them. They're not responding. If you have yourself muted, you may want to unmute yourself. Let me. Yeah, they're unmuted. So, well, maybe they got off, brother, but we had we had a caller on the line uh, standing by. Maybe they will call back because we have a line where people can call in uh, and ask uh, a couple of questions or ask questions of our guests. Come on. But brother, man, you've given a, a clear picture, but I think brother Kenneth has another question he wants to shoot at you, brother, regarding this water thing. Absolutely. Well, please. Well, I remember you uh, uh, saying about eight o'clock, you uh, had another engagement, but I heard someone that was a civil engineer, a friend of mine, and he said something. And when you were speaking about the monetization of the water and, and how water is the, the most, um, I forgot the term you use for municipality. But right, brings, Ge a revenue generator. Yes, yes sir. Revenue generator. Thank you, brother. And he know what he told me years ago. He says crisis management is a very lucrative business. Mm. And when you mm. look at the crisis that we create sometimes in this country, whether it's uh, wars, whether it's uh, with the FEMA coming in doing things and billions of dollars get allocated but it's always seemed like the certain companies or the certain type of people have Contract. access to that. So what I'm hearing from you, brother Abram, is that there's somebody uh, lurking in the background and just waiting for mm -hmm. the opportunity to monetize and capitalize on this crisis. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Um, uh, I believe that to be so Um Obviously, you just as you said, um, you know, when there are crises, you you usually when you operate in crisis mode, um, you you are not as preparatory as you are when you're dealing with other things because crisis mode usually means that there are decisions and actions that have to be taken right now. So it's not going through the rigor and the process of screening, uh -huh. questioning, answering, things of that nature. Um, all you know is, um, you again, you're broke down on the side of the road. It's pouring, raining. Cars are flying by, splashing water on you. You uh -huh. don't have the tools to get it done. But somebody come along, say $200, man, I'll change the tire for you. And you, you know, if you had the tools or if somebody was just a good Samaritan, it wouldn't cost that. But it's raining. It's cold. Cars are flying by, splashing water on you. You don't have the tools and you need to get out of the elements. So you're going to take that highway robbery, for lack of better terms, to be able to get back mobile again. So, again, I'm not saying that the that the mayor is saying someone is lurking or things of that nature. I'm just simply saying that you're right. When crisis mode happens, people usually come uh, that are able to profit and benefit from it somehow, some way. Um, but what I'm more speaking of is wanting to 
uh, have complete control of the water system, period. Yes, sir. Because if you're able to do that, <laughs> then you're talking about a game changer in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. So yes, that's what I believe more of. But I, I, I you know, I, I'll reserve certain things uh, in the spirit of the mayor. He, he, he puts it like this. He said, well, I, I, it wouldn't benefit him mm -hmm. or the citizens of Jackson to criticize the state or anything at this point, especially while they're on scene doing what they're doing. Right. But I would like to say that especially this listening audience, especially if they are regular listeners, then they are people who don't just um, uh, listen to something. They listen and pay attention that those who are on this listening audience are astute enough to know uh, that it's not everything is not as the news is appearing it to be. I, I, I'll put it in my grandfather's proverb. He would say, grandson, I'm not saying that there's some crap in the yard, but the dog been loose all day. <laughs> hey, the great state of Mississippi, man. That's from the book of Granddaddy. You know, that is a, that's a book. But, but Brother Abram, man, look, uh, man, the, the information that you're giving, and, and I have to commend our mayor, and I do say our mayor, our brother. Absolutely. Yes, Wait, sir. Lumumba, and the posture that he's taken. He's not taking a finger pointing or slanting the story as we have seen some in mainstream media, media slant the story. But, brother, I'm getting word from one of our listeners, uh, Brother Samuel X. He, uh, he, he commented, um, he said, coupled... Uh, that he said, couple that meaning what we've said thus far with state leaders who who have and let me my eyes ain't as good as they used to be. I'm reading this screen and this writing is tiny. But he said, couple that with state leaders who have taken the poorest state and take money designated for the poor, but use upwards of ninety million and funnel it to the rich, uh, rich whites. He says, as noted by the press said uh, Brett Favre and building volleyball facilities for USMC, et cetera. Then he says uh, that uh, it's been discussed by Tate Reeves of uh, the possibility of privatization of, I'm thinking the water plant. Yes, that's what he's saying. Yes, is, has that been out there according to what one of our listeners is saying? That, that has always been um, the talk to privatize. Um, I, I, I must answer truthfully, since the question has been placed out there, that has always been the talk for not just doing this, uh, this event, um, mm -hmm. but uh, it has been that talk for years, uh, going back to what we said earlier. Um, if you're able to respond so quickly mm -hmm. to do something now, these are the same resources that was availed to you years ago. I could have not been done then. So, uh, yes, that's the talk that's out there, so on and so forth. But we are uh, hopeful and believe that we have um, good, competent leadership um, that will keep things the way that they are mm -hmm. in terms of um, uh, 
where the system lies, who remains in control of it, so on and so forth. Do we need more employees there? Absolutely. Um, are there improvements that's needed? Absolutely. But there's nothing in life that that doesn't uh, that room doesn't fit in. So, and I'm not saying it to be an apologetic or to make an excuse. It's just uh, I, I'm saying clearly, yes, we need more employees with that class A certification um, to be able to work at the treatment plant. We need several things to to be able to go and go for. But I would just say, as the minister said to both of us, and I will share this part, mm-hmm. that everything happens either by the active or permissive will of God. Mm-hmm. And so he has allowed this to take place to show something. And what that is to be seen, it is for each party to take their own. Mm-hmm. And I would like to take the road of that where it needs to be improved, where there needs to be better working relationship, where there needs to be better collaboration, so on and so forth. At the end of the day, this is the great state of Mississippi, That's which right. means that every city and every county give homage to the state by way of its taxes. That's right. And if there is a crisis or an event, let me say it like that, because sometimes when we say crisis, we we really give more credence to it than what it actually is. I'm not saying that there's not a problem, but the way the media is sensationalizing it, it is not to the degree to where people are around here completely destitute, void of any type of water or things of that nature. Are there some residents that experience low to no pressure? Absolutely. Did it last for weeks upon weeks? No. Is that the case now? Very, very, very small percentage are experiencing low pressure, let alone no pressure. So um, a PSI is coming through the pipe. Yes, sir. Praise be to Allah. Brother Abraham, man, I know you got to to get on down, man. I know you got some things coming up, man. So you're working with Coach Prime, man. What's that like, man, before you you get out of here? And I did have one Oh please, brother! I got I, I got a few more minutes. I just I just got a text that uh, uh that the team meeting is going to be delayed a little bit. So okay. um yes sir um well um, let me just one question before you yeah please go with your question like uh, working with Coach Prime uh what can going forward what can uh, cities like Jackson and other cities do for themselves whereby they are not at the mercy of the state uh to address these kinds of issues or crises when they do come up, what can uh, predominantly black cities, and it seems not seems, the fact of the matter is because I saw Brother Chokwe when he was interviewed on uh, Democracy Now!, a couple of interviews he's done, and how uh, the racial disparity was was brought up in terms of how uh, white uh, predominantly white municipalities don't experience this kind of thing or this kind of response from the state as noted uh, by Mr. Alvarez. But what can Jackson and cities like her that are predominantly black do uh, for themselves, particularly with this issue where they're not so heavily relying on the state to come in and be the swooping in savior? What do you think about that, brothers? 
Yes, sir. Very, very good question. Um, unfortunately, going back to something you said earlier in terms of what the city uh, can and cannot do in reference to generating funds for itself, um, kind of hamstrings and put a, 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 a clamp, per se, or a ceiling on exactly what you can do. Um, an infrastructure such as this, a situation such as this, as I've learned from this, is almost, you, you almost never find the local municipality able to take care of it in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Hence the reason why you pay state taxes. Mm -hmm. um, it, is, it is to the degree to where your assistant has to come from there. Now, what could better aid is this? More unification of us. How is that? What does that look like? Well, if we worked in a collaborative effort and the mayor, who is the voice, the father, the head of the house of the city in any municipality, mm -hmm. um, goes to state or federal legislative to um, ask for assistance on certain things, it's better when he goes with the voice and the body of the people who show that they have his back. Mm -hmm. And meaning that you write your congressman, you write your representative, you put petitions together, you put all of these things together that gives him arms and ammunition to show, listen, in a city of 150,000 people, of which 87% of that percentage are black people, if you have a majority of those signatures, a majority of those calls, a majority of those standing with you, mm -hmm. and legislatives see this, it gives you more of um, a backing, leverage, of what you need, of what you're going to ask for. But when you look at a city that appears to be on some level, as they reported, some that's uh, not uh, involved together, some that are not working in unison, it appears that council works against the mayor or the mayor against the council and so on and so forth, this and that. When you are, are so inundated with that type of coverage, and you don't see the real heart and soul of Jacksonians. You don't really see the heart and soul of the unity that takes place on the grassroots level. It makes it hard when you go to ask or petition for that which rightfully should be given to you because you pay taxes as a city to the state. Yes, sir. So that's, in my humble opinion, because of the... Um, the handcuffs that are there that that prevents cities from generating certain amount of revenue in and of for itself. It has to have the voice of the people reaching out to those that they elected to put in office to say, listen, our man is coming before you or our woman or our person, our mayor mm -hmm. is coming before you to ask for ABC one, two, three. We need for you to not only consider this, but to vote for this. And yes. I guarantee you, if you got, let's say, 50,000 people alone telling their representative that, 
and they want to be a politician, what you think they're going to do? Mm. So it goes back to what we were taught. Yes, sir. From the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, who the most honorable Elijah Muhammad taught him, our unity mm. is more powerful than an atomic bomb. Wow. Man, Brother Abraham, man, thank you so much, brother, for accepting our humble invitation. And you're here. I still want to answer that question about Coach, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's it like working with Coach Prime, man? I mean, that's got to be an experience, man. You're on the move. Oh, brother, it, it is an absolute joy and a delight to serve the brother. He is a man that is uh, a God-fearing man, first and foremost. He is that. Um, Coach Prime doesn't even, I mean, he doesn't even swear. So he leaps and bounds ahead of me. Um, <laughs> but um, he he is a man that is firmly committed in bringing attention mm. to HBCUs, not only just Jackson State, but all HBCUs throughout this country. He is committed to letting our young black athletes know, and white as well, too, that you don't have to go to these traditional uh, traditional schools in order to be seen or to make it to the next level if that's your goal and aspiration. Mm -hmm. He always said that if you can play, they'll find you. Uh -huh. And with his connections, he has been able to have various NFL teams on campus looking at the players, but I wanna take it a step further. He's one of few coaches who opened the door for all of Mississippi athletes, no matter what school you attended, mm -hmm. to come down to an NFL combine to be looked at by NFL scouts. Man. I'm telling you, man, I mean, for a man to be able to open up that and to bring the notoriety, the resources um, um, to the school and to HBCU, Hey, this is nothing new in terms of you and I and most of the listening audience. We know of the rich histories of HBCUs. We know that over 70% of doctors, scientists, mm -hmm. um, dentists, and lawyers, and all of these things are graduates of HBCUs. We know this. Mm -hmm. We know that um, a great percentage of NFL athletes are predominantly black. Walter Payne. Yeah. Man, please, listen. If you want to run the record, now let's just blue, let, let's just toot Mississippi horn for a minute. If you want to run the record, the leading receiver in yards in the NFL in a being a Mississippi, Mississippi Valley State University. Yeah. The NFL leading rusher up until my former high school teammate back in Pensacola, Florida, Emmitt Smith broke it, Walter Payton, Jackson State. That's right. One That's of the right. most prolific air raid passer in the NFL, Air yeah. McNair, yeah. Alcorn University. Alcorn. All of these are HBCUs out of the great state of Mississippi. Man. So when you want to look at some things, you have a school like my school, Jackson State alone, have more Hall of Famers than some of these Power Five schools in the country. We have four Hall of Famers and five if you count Coach Prime. So working for him and with him um, has been a delight. It is being a delight. He's a professional. 
uh, on every level. He demands professionalism, not only from the players and the coaches, but for those who are in charge of the equipment, the medical staff, the communication, which is uh, which falls on me and Brother Ladarius Watkins. Um, he just demands professionalism. He demands us look good, feel good, play good. So it's just been an honor um, working with him. And um, he's just a profound individual. And uh, I could just say that every step he takes is calculated, sets up the uh, sets up another. And I'm just thankful um, that he kept your little brother on staff when there was a change in the guard. And so we're looking to defend the, um, the SWAC championship and, um, and have a, a double peat and bring it back home to Mississippi and, and inshallah, be the will of God, we will go to Celebration Bowl and bring it back home this time. Come on, man. Now we got to we got to get at the theme, the the, the theme tag, because Mississippi is a- Mississippi on the moon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. We, we certainly want to thank you, brother Abram, for coming on, man. Enlightening, informing. Uh, people know this, brother minister. This is your platform. You have but to give me a call, brother, if there's anything that you need uh, to get out to the citizens of the great state of Mississippi. I am serious, brother, that not only is everybody in Jackson going to know student minister Abram Muhammad, the representative of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, but throughout the state you represent, dear brother, they're going to know. Well, brother, brother yes, I would like to take advantage of that right now for 30 yes. seconds, if I oh, can. Yes, sir. I would like to tell the listening audience, especially those who uh, may be in the um, city of Jackson, that September 25th, the last Sunday of this month, at Muhammad Mosque number 78, 3615 Jane, J-A-Y-N-E Avenue, we'll be having a friends and family day full mm-hmm. of fun, food, and most importantly, a good word that will be absolutely life-changing. We will be honored, pleasured, I mean, beyond measures, if you would bless us with your presence on the 25th, last Sunday of the month at 10 a.m., 3615 Jane Avenue. If you have any questions or concern or would like to know more, please call 601-715-5600 for more information. Secondly, I would like to announce that please stay tuned to this station because there's a very, very special event that's going to be taking place the first weekend of November. Yeah. And I don't want to give my hand to it. I want to let the host talk about it. But I'm telling you, if you all are in that Holly Spring, Memphis, South Haven, Tupelo, you just listen. If you anywhere in Mississippi, period, and now the gas done gone down a little bit, you can go ahead and fill up and get ready for it. Put something to the side, however you got to do. But you want to make sure you be able to make your way to Holly Spring, Mississippi. That's first weekend in November. There's something special that's going to be taking place. And I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it yes. so stay tuned to listen out for that forthcoming thank yes. you brother minister i appreciate yes. you allowing me to put that plug in man please we thank you for plugging and he's talking about the prison reform gala and we're going to be giving more information host hotel information and the whole nine uh in the coming days once again brother student minister abram muhammad give him a black hand 
coming thank on. Thank you, brother. Say, brother. Thank you. Brother, thank you. May Allah bless you, dear brother. We greet you with the greeting words of peace. And please give the believers uh, our love and greetings from the believers of the Holly Springs, Mississippi Study Group. Please give them our love and greetings of Isalam Alaikum, just like the song is saying. All right. We certainly will. And please return. Walaikum Salaam. Love you all. Thank you, brothers. <laughs> yes, sir. Isalam Alaikum. Brothers and sisters. We will be right back after these commercial announcements. Food we are serving. See, mine is for the fork, and the substance to the fork, and yours is for the court, doing chores for the pork. We're both under pressure, getting burnt by this 33rd degree. So, why on earth you want to smoke me? It's your brother who's broke, it's your brother who's dying, it's your brother who you poke. Stick him up with the iron, he's the one who is arrested for the same that you job. After you get a sentence in the prison, full stop. It's your brother who knows and Overstand your grind. Your brother has the same pain sitting in his mind. Ignorant and blind, we divide by these different ends. We can come together and just fight for these dividends. Sha, look. Do you want your own demise? Do you know that this is all by design? What you think is a coincidence to all around the world? We're the biggest ones dying and we're filling up the jails and still we own nothing, not the clothes on our back. And we go through all this suffering for the fact that we are black, even though we lack. We hate all the time. Open your eyes, you uncultured swine. They're killing off our leaders just for trying to take action. From Malcolm to Martin, Marley to Jackson. Worldwide, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Download the Final Call Radio app and take us everywhere. On your phone, on your computer, on your tablet, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also log on to FinalCall.com and click the Listen Live button. Or FinalCallRadio.com. Final Call, Final Call Radio. The official voice of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. What's your source for truth in news reports? No justice, no peace. No justice, no peace. Where do you turn for non-corporate driven news that's fair and balanced? Subscribe to the Final Call News, your number one free and independent news source that delivers hard-hitting national and international news coverage of today's political, economic, and social issues. To subscribe to local home delivery, call us at area code 662-252-8999. That's 662-252-8999. Visit our website at www.finalcall.com. The Urban Indulgence Bath and Body Boutique. At Urban Indulgence, we pride ourselves on offering quality, effective skin care. Handcrafted with plant-based, skin-loving ingredients, our soaps and body butters will give you luxurious lather and ultimate moisture. Experience the Urban Indulgence at 3314 Poplar Avenue in Memphis, three blocks west of Poplar Plaza, or shop with us online at theurbanindulgence.com. Theurbanindulgence.com. Mississippi on the moon. 
Yes, and we are back. We are about to land this plane for tonight's broadcast. Again, I am your brother, Abdul Shaheed Muhammad. My brother, Kenneth, as usual, he has to take flight. He has some other obligations. He's out of the studio right now. We want to take time to thank everyone for tuning in. Thank our guest, Student Minister Abram Muhammad, for coming on to the platform for tonight. And all of the listening audience, may God bless you and your families. But before we depart, of course, we're going to give you tonight's cultural segment. And for tonight's cultural segment, cultural segment, we need to have our own culture. We need to have our own artistic expression. And in the Nation of Islam, we have artists and rappers and uh, playwrights and, and what you would have with any other society. Well, I happen to be a member of the cultural community and I want to share some of my music with you. So tonight's cultural segment comes from yours truly, Brother Abdul Shaheed Muhammad. And this comes from my third release, Righteous Life. And the title cut is, or the cut of the song, the title of it is My People. So check this out. to thee and I will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him every other house is abandoned on the street with a homeless squad inside the field so in need brothers on the porch hands in their pockets looking up and down the street hustle to make ends meet. Hear the babies crying when they wake up. Cause mama's gone again. And they don't say good morning. They watch you close as you pass them by. Cause where we live it's hard to find a friend.
Yes, we're back and we're about to sign off for tonight. Once again, that was yours truly, your brother Abdul Shahid Muhammad from my Righteous Life CD title cut, My People. So brothers and sisters, that brings to a close tonight's edition of the Mississippi on the Move podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to the Final Call newspaper. You can go to finalcalldigital.com or if you live in the Holly Springs, Mississippi, Red Banks area, you can give us a call at the Holly Springs, Mississippi study group at area code 662-252-8999. We want about a good 1,000 of you. We want to send 1,000 of those final calls from 865 North Memphis Street every week out to our readership. Also, make sure you go and support those businesses that are supporting us, one of which is TheUrbanIndulgence.com. That is the website. Just go and visit TheUrbanIndulgence.com and buy some of the personal care products, soaps, body butters, body oil, uh, lip butter, deodorant, bath bombs, shower steamers. Hey, you got to get online and get your stash from TheUrbanIndulgence.com. 
Radio.com. That's going to do it for tonight's broadcast. And once again, we thank you for tuning in and we leave you as we came before you with the greeting words of peace of Assalamu Alaikum. Mississippi on the